0: Today's scripture reading is from the 16th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, the 13th to the 20th verse. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Then he ordered his disciples to not tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the word of the Lord.
1: What does it mean to be a Christ follower? What, 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 what does it mean? What, is it, what does it mean to be uh, a part of the body of Christ? What does it mean to be uh, of what we call uh, the church? What is the church? Who is the church? Uh, what's the point and the purpose of the church? You know, and I know we don't mean any harm by it, but when you ask any, any person uh, on a Sunday morning that's in, in any way religious, what, and they say, what, what's your normal response? I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Again, we don't mean any harm by it. We, we, we just—it it has become such a common part of, of uh, just who we are that we just refer to our assembly as something that is the church— that, that, that we're going to—and I know at a, at, at a certain level we recognize that, well, if, if, if God dwells in me, his Holy Spirit dwells in me, and I am him, and the word that has been used uh, for, for centuries for the church is really just assembly, ecclesia, it's just assembly, then necessarily wherever I am, that's the church. That's the church. Where, where wherever I'm at is the church. Um, things still acting up a little bit with the uh, uh, the gizmo. So I'll, uh, if you don't mind, I, I might be walking today to get a little closer uh, to the uh, uh, to the uh, 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 the projector. Um, but but what 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 is what is what is what what is the church? What are we what are we uh, 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 what are we what are we looking to accomplish? Uh, but 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 what is what is what is the church? Um, so we're starting this new new um, uh, s- uh, sermon series. There's also a uh, uh, what I want to say uh, for those of you who've been around state service for a minute. Uh, there's a movie, a little movie. It's a it's it's a training video. It's called The Road to Abilene. The Road to Abilene. If 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 you you got a witness. And what it is, it's a it's a mini movie, a training movie that speaks about unintended trips. It's about how did we get where we're at. It's 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 the it's the trip to Abilene. It's nobody wanted to get there, but because no one wanted to say, "I don't want to go to Abilene," the whole group ended up in Abilene. Nothing wrong with Abilene. I've never been to Abilene. I'm sure it's a nice town, I guess. Uh, but uh, it's that's the point is is that. On the one hand, folks, is well? What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I, do you want to go? I don't know. I don't know. I, it reminds me a little bit about the church. After two thousand years, we've kind of ended up where we've ended up. Did we? Did we really mean to end up here? Is this? Is this where we're supposed to be? And I'm talking about City Church of Sacramento. I'm talking about writ large, the body of Christ. Uh, I'm talking about you know what we call the body of Christ, what we call the assembly on Sunday morning. Is this where? So so when we come and worship and gather together, what is the what is the the, the point and purpose? What you know? What, that's 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 the that's a Sunday worship. But but what really what is the 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 purpose of our assembly? What is the purpose of our uh, uh, coming together? But uh, uh, I want us to to really reflect on. Um, uh, what we are called to be, what we are called to do in terms of uh, uh, ministry and the body of Christ last week as I was sharing we were in Burlingame and I was using Siri uh, to get to point A to point B and one of the things that Siri uh, unfortunately did it was telling me go this way, turn left and I was with Sister Meeks and I said no I think Siri's wrong I think she's not correct right now. Sure enough, she wasn't correct. Now I'll give Siri credit. There was another time uh, during the same trip where I knew, I, I, in my mind, I knew this isn't the way we're supposed to go, and Siri said, "Go this way." I did what Siri said, and I ended up in the right place. So what am I saying? I'm saying is that sometimes we can, we can. There, it's one thing to depend on instruction from others, and it. But at the same time it's no substitute for you knowing where you, you should be able to look at the surroundings and be able to get a sense of hmm, is this where I need to be is this 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 doesn't seem right i hear I see what the instruction is telling me to do. I see where it's telling me to to take me, but there's something in my spirit it's just like no this is this is this is not where I'm supposed to be. So we want to begin in the portion of the New Testament where the word church, again, what I shared before, what the Greek word uh, is, ecclesia, was first used. Um, Follow me as we go to the 13th verse of the 16th chapter of Matthew's Gospel uh, where we we read, when Jesus came to the, the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? Caesarea Philippi is a city located about 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, and it's at the foot of Mount Hermon. Uh, About roughly 50 years before, around 20 uh, B.C., Caesar Augustus gave this region to the area uh, governor, Herod the Great. Herod subsequently built a temple in honor of Caesar, who was considered a god. And after Herod's death, his son Philip became the governor and enlarged and renamed the city in honor of Caesar and himself. That's where you get Caesarea Philippi. You know, it's like sometimes when uh, you're in charge, you get to call the shot. So you name the city after me. So I'm the governor. I'm in charge. I'm going to name the city. The city, the area could not have been more pagan. What does it mean to be pagan? It could not have been less religious. They had a, a cave, uh, that was given to the worship, the Greek god of, 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 nature, Pan. So they, they, they were all about, uh, the natural, the pagan, anything that was non-godlike. Um, that was hundreds of years before. There's nothing here to suggest that, that Jesus took this opportunity to, um, to make a connection, to say, oh, okay, Well, I'm in pagan territory. I'm in pagan territory. Let me ask the question. Uh, While we're here in pagan territory, who do people say the Son of Man is? Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, this was Jesus' favorite self-designation, Son of Man, Son of Man, Son of Man. It was an Old Testament phrase that was used both for humanity in general and for the individual, and when called to become a prophet, Ezekiel was addressed as the Son of Man. So that was that was something that uh, uh, it was not uncommon. It's like, hey, Son of Man, Son of Humanity, uh, you're you're it's it's an address on a natural level that uh, that would include. Uh, any one of prominence. And in Daniel uh, chapter 7, we read, in my vision, cha- this is Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 to 14, just make uh, uh, notes for yourself. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshiped him. His dominion is everlasting. Uh, His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed, the Son of Man. So so Jesus is asking the disciples, who do men say that I am? The, The Son of Man. Is who 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 do people say? Now obviously, gee, I say obviously, uh chances are Jesus was not asking about, okay, give me a technical uh dissertation on Daniel chapter seven. He wasn't asking that. Uh, he he wasn't he was he wasn't asking, okay, what did in Daniel chapter seven uh he was referred to as the Son of Man, the ancient of days. Uh is that is that what uh uh uh, uh Jesus was asking? No, this was this was deeper than that. Maybe Jesus was connecting the dots. Maybe Jesus was connecting the dots uh, for the disciples. It's like, okay, you know, we use the term Son of Man, but I want you to really understand who the Son of Man is. Um, I would submit that Jesus associated that title with himself. Um, in the Gospels, the term Son of Man is used about Jesus 80 times. 80 times. As I, as I said, in the Bible, when you study the Word, uh, if, if the Word is—if something is used once or twice, okay. But if it's used with any degree of frequency, that ought to be a cue to let you know, oh, there's something to this. Eighty times Son of Man is used by Jesus uh, as a mysterious, indirect way of speaking about himself. Thirty-two times in Matthew, fourteen times in Mark, twenty-six times in Luke, ten times in John. In all the texts, Jesus is always the speaker, and no one ever addresses him as the Son of Man. He calls himself, I'm the Son of Man. So clearly, Jesus was connecting the dots of the Old Testament vision to himself. So Jesus asks his disciples, essentially, uh, what's the word on the street about me? Uh, And I can only imagine uh, it was like popcorn uh, popping, you know, to hear the response from the the disciples, uh, you know. Well, what do people say? Who who do people say I am? Verse 14. They replied Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. Still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So, John the Baptist? John the Baptist has already been beheaded. It couldn't be him. Well, People had already assumed or were starting to think that John the Baptist had come from the dead. Even Herod himself, the one who was responsible for the beheading of John the Baptist, when, when you heard about Jesus' preaching, it's like, what happened? I killed this guy. Is he coming back? Is, 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 is he, has he come back from the, uh, come back from the dead? Um, others said he was Elijah in Malachi 4 and 5. It was prophesied. That, Malik, that, that Elijah would return and make things right. He would fix things. Elijah would do that. And others thought, so others thought that uh, Jesus was Elijah. Um, others thought he was uh, Jeremiah. Uh, uh, Jeremiah and Isaiah, they were going to come back together, and they were going to set things right. Then it was, oh, okay, well, just one of the prophets. Um, I went to they knew enough to identify Jesus as somebody important, but that's about it. Who's this Jesus? Who do people say that I am? They say you're John the Baptist. They say you're Elijah. They say you're Jeremiah. They say you're one of the prophets. What do they say today? Even people that aren't Christian. Oh, he was a good man. He was a good man. Jesus was okay. He was, yeah, 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 he was a He was a prophet. He did some nice things. He turned a few tricks. You know, he, he was nice to old people, you know, petted the kids on the head. Yeah, he, he was an okay guy. See, the world is filled with opinion, especially when it comes to Christ. What do they say? I think. I feel. Well, in my opinion, see, we need to, we need to push back from that. What you think, what you feel, what your opinion is, um, even the SAT, last time I checked, even the SAT exam, they didn't say, oh, here's the question. Put down what you think. <laughs> what, do you, what do you feel is the right answer? Put that down. Well, you can do that. Chances are you will not score 1600 or whatever perfect score is. You, you, you won't score that. See, there are right answers and there are wrong answers. I think we've become a little too casual, a little too conditioned to think, well, you know, it's like, well, you know, you know, that's your opinion. Well, yeah, I guess you can offer your opinion, but at some point there has to be, they, clearly there has to be a, a right or wrong answer. And so people are suggesting even, the, suggesting then and suggesting now, uh, well, this or that or the other in terms of uh, uh, opinion. So others thought he was uh, just one of the process. Everybody's got an opinion. Um, so Jesus pushes the disciples, I understand what others say. I understand what others think. But you guys, you guys have been hanging around me long enough. You've been a part of my inner circle. You've seen what's been going on. Uh, let, let me, let me uh, uh, verse 15, let me, let me put it to you. But what about you? What about you? He asks, who do you say I am? But what about you? Who do you say I am? We have a, uh, a grandson. Uh, I love him to death as all our grandkids. Uh, but I'll never forget, uh, it was at this uh, particular time uh, that he was playing in the sandbox. And he was minding his own business, playing in the sandbox, doing what little kids do in a sandbox. And his mother said, uh, Trevor, do you have to use the restroom? He ignored her. Didn't, didn't even look up. Just still continue playing in the sandbox. Trevor, do you have to go to the bathroom? To which he looked up. I'll yeah, forget, never forget it like it was yesterday. No, you, you go to the bathroom. <laughs> that was a three-year-old. He was like, no, I don't have to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom. Essentially, that's what Jesus is doing to the disciples. Not telling them to go to the bathroom, but what do you say? It, it, the butt is, is it, it transitions. I don't care about that. I don't care about them right now. I care about you. What do you say? Not what we say. What do you say? Mama would say, Every pot's got to rest on its own bottom. You know, it, ultimately, we, will all, we won't stand collectively before the beam of the judgment seat of Christ. We will all stand there individually and give an account for what we did or what we didn't do. So he re, Jesus redirects the conversation from the general, what others are saying, to the Pacific. Uh, what do you say? From those that only hang around Jesus to those that have left everything. They have left everything, and they're following him up close and personal. And in the first to the fourth verse, if you read in the same chapter, of, in the same 16th chapter of Matthew, if you read in the first to the fourth verse of the same chapter, the religious folks confronted Jesus to test him and asked them to show him a sign. It's just, show, give me a trick, do a trick, show me that you're Jesus, show me that you're a prophet sent by God. Uh, he didn't do it, he didn't bite, and he turned the tables. And he later in that same, in the same chapter, he, he warned them, he said, beware of the leaven the yeast of the pharisees beware of that it's going to get you in trouble the disciples the you know they're not the sharpest tools in the shed uh they thought oh shoot snap we forgot to bring bread we forgot to bring food it literally it's there you read the 16th chapter of matthew and jesus being jesus understood what was going on it's like cloth ears you guys what's the matter with you Haven't you seen what I've been about? As as, as he put it, he's he's like, haven't you seen the, haven't you seen the, uh, as he he responds in the eighth verse, I'll read this here, uh, and you can read it later. Aware of the discussion, Jesus said, you of little faith, why are you talking amongst yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets fulls you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000s and how many baskets fulls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to to you about bread? Uh, I was telling you, beware of the the, the deceit, the evil one that's out there. I'm talking at this level, and you're talking at this level. I'm talking about spiritual things, and you're talking about natural things. The disciples were close to Jesus, witnesses to all uh, that he said and did, and yet, unfortunately like me we're more than a little slow to grasp who jesus is as well as his mission and his purpose but in the 15th verse peter speaking for the 12 responds simon peter answered you are the messiah the son of the living god simon peter answered you are the messiah the son of the living god um all of the people suggested john the baptist elijah jeremiah the prophets. All of those folks spoke about getting things right on an earthly level. All of those folks spoke about getting things right on an earthly level. Uh, It's altogether to be at that level, to get things right here. It's an altogether different thing to get things right spiritually, and that's Messiah. And you can't overstate the the difference. Messiah, what's what's Messiah? It's a Hebrew word, Uh, and it means the anointed one. Uh, from which we uh, translate the Greek and get the Christ, Christos. Uh, And it draws a a bright red line from the heaven to the earth. Oh, I am the Christ. I am the anointed one. I am the one sent by God to do God things. I'm not just Elijah. I'm not just an Elijah. I'm not just a prophet. I am the special one anointed by God to do a special task. Um, in Matthew 14, you can make a, a note of that, out of fear. See, see, they were on a boat when Jesus was walking out to them on the water. Jesus was walking out to, to them. The ship was, was, was in trouble. They were scared. They were fearful of the life. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, come out there. Let, let me come. Uh, he comes. He starts to sink. He's rescued. Well, when they got to shore, they said, you are, you are the man. You were you are sent by God. Well, that was out of fear. That was, that was, that was, and, and we'll do that. Out of fear, we'll recognize a level of Godship that we probably wouldn't otherwise do. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that'll only get you so far. Oh, Lord, oh my goodness, my, my, my child's in trouble. Uh, Can you please intervene? God intervenes. A miracle takes place. Next week, you go on about yourself. We do it. We do it. That's, that, that was then. This is that. But there's, there's, there's not that level of cognition and, and, and diving deep where it's like, oh, no, I've been transformed. This is, this is not just, okay, you bailed my fat out of the fire in this situation. There's, I, I, you, you gave me something. There's a relational connection now where the disciples through Peter are saying, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. See, the, the, the Jews were looking for the Messiah, the anointed one, to come and make things right on an earthly level. Fix the broken things of earth. Get, get the, the Romans out of our hair. Yeah? Get, get me a better job. Get me a better situation. Make my life on earth better. That's what the Jews then, and that's what we now too often see God as. Fix the situation. I'm, you know, it'd be nice to, you know, maybe, maybe we'll 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 get deeper uh, on a on a vertical level. But right now, I'm so consumed with my earthly issues, uh, I need that fix. And in doing that, we miss the whole intent, the whole point, and the whole purpose uh, of being in a connection with the son of the living God. So what, so, so what are we to take away from this? How are we supposed to live? How are we supposed to recognize uh, our relationship? How are we supposed to live out life on earth in a way that, that really connects with God at a level and in a way that pushes past all of the issues of life? Bill Gates needs God just like I need God. So it can't be money. Married folk need God, just like me as a single person need God. So it can't be relationships. What is that, 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 that connection that makes us as Christ followers? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. How that looks lived out makes all the difference in our lives, in the choices we make, the things we do, the decisions we make. That, that, will, that will set and turn the table totally and completely as we go forward in the weeks ahead. This, this, all this does is establish just the basis. Because unless and until I say, I'm Mark, I'm an alcoholic, there cannot be any help for me in my situation. Unless and until I say, you are the son of the living God. That is the foundation from which we move forward into building a structure that takes me forward in a relationship that is solid vertically, which in turn will 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 settle all issues on the horizontal plane. Yeah. Unfortunately, what we tend to do is let's deal with the horizontal. And again, as we shared earlier this morning, maybe God'll just cosign on what we got going on, on, on the on the horizontal plane. God's like, no, I love you too much for that. I'm not going to do that. Everything, once you acknowledge me, see, if, if, if you don't acknowledge me, then I'll, I'll, everything's off. You just do what you do. Just live as you live. But if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christ follower, if you're a Christ follower, and as we align ourselves with him, then he will, he will take care of all the horizontal But it's understanding who we're dealing with that will, us, that will allow us to have that level of trust. See, we won't go there. If I'm not in relationship with you, I'm not going to trust you with those things that are really, really deep and, and, and personal with me. See, that's why we, you know, particularly with guys. Guys, guys have very few, uh, if any, very intimate, close friends. Guy friends. And guys are very protected that way. Ladies, not so much. God wired you that way. But with guys, it's, 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 it's no. It's on a need to know basis. So unless we're on that need to know basis with Christ, where you just like you know me, you know my situations, you know my uprisings, you know my downsettings, you know the things that I wrestle with, you know all the issues. I, I don't have to sit there and, and pretend to be something I'm not. You already know me. So because you know me, we can already go there. Let's push past that. And that's what Christ is asking. Thou art the Christ. You're the son of the living God. You're, you're, see, see what Peter did, speaking for all of the disciples, he connected the horizontal and the vertical. You are the Messiah. You're the promised one. You're the one that's going to set things right. But you're the son of the living God. In a world that, that, they're, they're, they're traveling through a town that's pagan, that didn't know Christ, didn't know God, were not God-fearers. They just, look, we worship idols. 2,000 years later, we worship idols. We do the same thing. And so we as Christians now have the opportunity to, to represent in a way that's transforming, not only for us personally, but all of those that come into our contact. Amen. Let's pray.